Welcome to the Collabo Podcast. Thank you for listening. Hello and welcome to the Collabo Podcast. Um, thank you for listening. And today I'm here with uh, Eric, one of the teachers from the Collabo department. Hello, Eric. Hi, Richard. Thank you for having me today. Uh, thanks very much for coming in and thanks sure. for uh, overcoming those uh, technical problems <laughs> we, <laughs> Behind we, had the scenes. <laughs> right. we had at the start. Um, so we, again, we're doing this online, uh, so it's a, a little bit uh, technically uh, difficult. Um, so today we're going to talk uh, about climate, um, but to start off with, uh, we're going to find out a little bit more about you. So we've got some okay. general introduction questions. So, Eric, sure. uh, where are you from is the first question. All right. Well, I'm from America. Uh, I'm going to go into my whole teacher introduction first lesson <laughs> <laughs> um, spiel. Um, I am originally from Los Angeles, California. Yeah. My mother and father are from Hawaii. Mm -hmm. My grandmother and grandfather are also from Hawaii. And my great-grandparents are from Japan, so I am fourth-generation um, Japanese-American, or yonsei, which, oh, okay. for some reason, people have a hard time wrapping their head around <laughs> when I introduce myself. They say, are you half? No, I'm Japanese-American, and so, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so uh, Japanese-American, and you grew up in Los Angeles in the U.S.? Um, yes, uh, suburb, Torrance, California, um, just outside of Los Angeles. Ah, okay, yeah. I think I have a friend from uh, there who also lives in Nagoya, I think, from Torrance. Well, Torrance, uh, yeah, used to be, um, they used to have a big Honda office there as well as Toyota. <laughs> They've since uh, moved. Ah, but, yeah, okay. there, that's a large reason why there are many Japanese-Americans uh, from that area. Uh, he's also Japanese-American, so maybe, uh, okay, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's the reason why. Okay. Um, anyway, so how, how long have you been in Japan? Oh, well, I came in 1997. Okay. Um, which, so this past August would mark 23 years being here in Japan. Wow. And so I've lived in Japan actually longer than I've lived in America. Wow, that's uh, 23 years is a, is, a, is a very long time. Wow. And uh, what were the reasons for coming to Japan? <laughs> well, there, it's kind of a long story, so I'll <laughs> give you the, short, the short, shortened version. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's see. Um, when I was in my final year at my university, I took a technical writing class, which the assignment was to prepare a CV and cover letter um, upon doing a job search. Um, and one of the companies that I did the assignment for was a Japanese Eikaiwa for kids at Conversation School. Oh, yes. Um, and so after submitting the assignment, I actually sent it to the company just to see how far my CV would take me. <laughs> yeah. And they had called me to set up an interview um, for me, once they told me the interview was in Vancouver, British Columbia, which is somewhere I had never been, <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, this is a good chance for me to see the area as well as gain interview experience while not really being interested in taking the <laughs> job, to be honest. <laughs> I had no intention of coming to Japan. 
Um, and so obviously I was relaxed during the interview, and, <laughs> you know, talking like to all help. these people. Yeah. Saying, Oh, wow. I, I really hope I get it. How, what, what about you? Yeah. I'm just here to see Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> just stay um, on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, this is just kind of getting in the way of my vacation. Um, and so, you know, I did the interview. They called me two days later to offer me the position in Gifu. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, um, which I had to look up on the map because <laughs> I had no idea where that was. Um, and during, you know, they gave me a few days to think about it. And during that time, I talked to family, friends, and some professors that I was close with. And every single person told me that I was out of my mind to not <laughs> accept the offer to live and work overseas. Um, and so that, yeah, I decided to come. I was planning on coming for a year. Um, my original plans were to start my master's degree in rhetoric and composition. Um, so I said, yeah, I'll be back in a year. I'll continue the course. <laughs> 23 years later, I'm still here. Wow. So uh, you, essentially, you came to Japan by accident. <laughs> <laughs> right, and, uh... despite, right. Despite my last name being Hirata. <laughs> I had absolutely yeah. zero interest in coming to Japan, <laughs> to, be, to be honest. <laughs> that's great. It's, it's brilliant, the, uh, the, the route that life can sometimes take you. So that, that's, that's right, it. Exactly. That's very interesting. <laughs> um, so you, you worked at the, the Eikaiwa for several years or some, mm-hmm. some time, I imagine. And then eventually you, you, you ended, at, ended up at NUFS? Uh, yes, that was about eight years ago um, when I first started at NUFS. Uh, okay. for the la- um, this is my first year being a member of Collabo. Um, but when Collabo first started in 2017, since that time, I have been doing writing and presentation for first years um, yeah. as well. Yeah, so you've you've been working in the department since its uh, since its inception in two thousand seventeen, right. and uh, and then I think th- this year you became fully fledged <laughs> member. I became part of the team in April. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> although yeah. most of them I've only <laughs> most of you I've only met online. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, something we were we were talking about earlier. These 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 introduction questions when I ask uh, about uh, teachers' backgrounds, where they're from, uh, I usually know the answers, but this time <laughs> I, I, don't, <laughs> I, d- I don't really know very much about you because we haven't actually had time to sit down and just have a, uh, right. a, a casual conversation. It, it's, it's all been, uh, we've had meetings online and we've all been quite serious uh, <laughs> in, the, in those meetings. Yeah, um, I think we may have met in person maybe once or twice and, you know, it's passing in the hallway or something of that nature, I'm sure. Yeah, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fascinating to get to, to, to know uh, a little bit more about your background. Um, so uh, uh, what, do you, what do you like to do for fun? What, what are your, uh, your sort of uh, hobbies? Or... Hobbies? Um, well, in my free time, I like to cook, um, especially barbecuing which is not something that you can do that often in Japan just because of the weather. It's you know, too hot in summer, too cold in winter, rainy season <laughs> yeah. is, is kind of sketchy. 
Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, my hometown is Los Angeles, and I'm used to being able to barbecue 12 months out of the year because the temperature <laughs> is quite uh, mild there. Um, so cooking, barbecuing, um, I like playing and watching sports like basketball, soccer. Um, and usually in my free time, I'm spending time with my daughter, who is yeah. uh, eight years old at the moment. Great. Um, but yeah, we enjoy going to the park, watching TV together and, you know, whatever she's into at the moment. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever she's demanding. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm at yeah. her beck and call. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds, uh, that's, uh, that sounds fun. Uh, we, yeah, actually on the subject of barbecues, we, you, you said that you, don't have, you don't have much chance in Japan to have barbecues. We, 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 we very seldom have chances in the UK because if... Mm. if um, it basically it rains. So if you plan them, it, it rains. But if there are sunny days, then the supermarkets just sell out of all barbecue stuff like wow. really quickly. So mm. if you plan them, it rains. If you don't plan them, you can't actually do them anyway. So so we very seldom uh, we very seldom have barbecues in the UK. So, uh, so yeah, it's uh, uh, something I, I like doing, but I don't have the chance uh, very often. Sure. Uh, anyway. anyway so um, today, our sort of our topic, which is, mm-hmm. I think, of interest to, well, it should be of interest to everyone, but particularly um, freshman students and second year students, is uh, climate. Um, yes. So we, we're going to talk about climate change today. Okay. So our first up question is, what, what is climate change? <laughs> the definition <laughs> of climate change, <laughs> yeah. according yeah. to yeah. Eric. Yes, our expert. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I would say climate change is a change or abnormal change in the temperature um, or weather patterns um, for a prolonged period of time. I guess an easier way to say that (laughs) would be um, hotter temperatures than normal, more frequent and stronger occurrences of weather phenomena, such as typhoons, tornadoes, um, hurricanes, um, over a long period of time. Yeah, so more, perhaps more extreme weather conditions. um, Right, not typical um, for the time. So certainly in the UK, we're we're definitely seeing more extreme weather than than when I was a child, for for example. We, We have a lot of flooding now um sort of particularly in the north of the country um mm. and also there we're starting to get very very hot um sort of heat waves which i can't remember it ever being you know quite right. so hot when i was younger so it's changed in the last 30 years you know we're getting yeah. very high temperatures yeah the, the same has been true in los angeles the, there's a lot more uh, forest fires, um, which I'm sure are in the news right now. Um, yes, and a lot of that yeah. is because um, the weather has gotten drier and a lot hotter. Um, the underbrush burns a lot quicker. And so yeah. um, high temperatures, a lot more fires. And again, when I was a child, um, it was fairly rare, but now it's quite common. Yeah, that's we're seeing that very much in the news at the moment, obviously in the US, but also last Last year, we had um, some very big forest fires in Australia, which um, right. you know, which kind of caused you know huge areas of land to sort of be burnt. And I think some people in certain areas in Australia were in quite considerable danger at, at, um, at 
at some point with their houses being I mean, it is a global problem. I mean, even we had them in the Amazon a few years ago as well, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, those are some of the effects that we're, we're seeing with these, these changing weather patterns. Um, mm -hmm. what, what's causing all this? <laughs> what's causing all it? Well, unfortunately, <laughs> we, uh, we, are, <laughs> we are as humans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not, maybe not you and me personally. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I am contributing in my own way. <laughs> We're doing our best. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, unfortunately, human activities, you know, we burn fossil fuels such as coal, oil, and gas. Um, we cut down, again, the collective we, um, with, through deforestation, the cutting down of forests and trees. Um, and as all of our students know, trees tend to absorb carbon dioxide. And yeah. the fewer trees we have, the more carbon dioxide we have in the air. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, um, humans are largely to blame for uh, climate change. Yeah, I think through, through various different sort of um, means. But, yeah, the um, yeah, burning of fossil fuels, um, the industrialization of, of uh, or rapid industrialization of certain countries is is all contributing to this, uh, this uh, climate change effect. Right. Um, are, you, are you worried about it? Are you worried about climate change? Can you sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can, but <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, with climate change, um, it's something that we're all aware of, obviously. Um, and we know what we should do, but... Yeah. You know, when, what it comes down to is a lot of times we tend to choose convenience yeah. <laughs> over what we know is right. Um, and I do what I can. Um, I think we all should try to do as much as we can. Um, every little bit counts. Yeah. Um, one thing that I've been, you know, 2020 has been a, a bleak year <laughs> yeah for many reasons it's not for many the, reasons. Best, the best year on record <laughs> no well, you know we only have a couple of months left um but one thing that i was happy to see this year is in japan recently a lot of shops have started to charge for plastic bags yeah um this is i i feel like this has been a big problem in japan um you know, you go to a convenience store, and I know, Richard, you like your Black Thunder. I love Black Thunder, yeah. <laughs> but, right, we go to the convenience store to pick up <laughs> something like a Black Thunder bar or... That's the only know. reason that you go to the convenience <laughs> <To> go. store. <laughs> right? But we buy these things, and, you know, we... Obviously, we, they ask you if you want a plastic bag, but, you know, most people will take it. And yes. these are things we don't necessarily need a plastic bag for. Um, the bakery to me is even worse. You know, I go in to buy five pieces of bread. They give me six bags, <laughs> one for each <laughs> piece of bread and one bigger bag to carry all of that bread. And so yeah. I think, you know, doing things like bringing our own bags. Um, uh, for me, I don't really buy drinks in plastic bottles. I tend to yeah. drink mostly coffee, water or tea. Um, yeah. My tea and coffee, I tend to make at home and use my own bottle or thermos. When I drink water, I drink tap water and filter it through a Brita water filter. Yeah. Um, so, 
small things like that. I yeah, feel we can all do. Yeah, I I I agree, and and uh, I've been I've sort of been doing similar things, but particularly I, I agree about the plastic bag thing. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the first uh, things I learned in Japanese to say was, mm. I, "I don't need a plastic bag," right? Uh, because I, within a week of arriving in Japan, I noticed that I was uh, I was <laughs> getting a plastic bag, whether I wanted it or not, and right. even I remember going to the supermarket and buying a toothbrush, which was. Which was perfectly packaged in plastic, but then the, the the staff member putting that inside a plastic bag inside the inside the other plastic bag. That got. So, right. so so this um this this change, which uh, this plastic bag uh, sort of change has come in the last few months, has been quite quite welcome, right. quite welcome change. I don't need to say I don't need a plastic bag anymore. <laughs> um, do, and do also, have, sorry. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you on the pet on the uh, PET bottles as well. I I I do try not to buy uh, sort of um, bottled drinks, and I try and bring my own. But uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so certainly agree on those things. So that's that's kind of areas where we can take sort of personal responsibility uh, right. in, in look by 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 trying to reduce our uh, our carbon footprint or our effect exactly. on the. Um, thing so yeah so that's kind of from an individual point of view Mm -hmm. um do you think governments should be or should be doing things to to kind of um to reduce the effects of of climate change yeah uh, i feel like my answer here is going to sound like i'm running for office (laughs) (laughs) we're going to vote eric in the next election All right. Well, I, you know, I think that something our government can do, is, our government, <laughs> governments can do, <laughs> are to do a better job of promoting um, green or cleaner energy. Um, in part, it's, enough, it's not enough to say that we should be going green, but to actually put a bigger investment into alternative sources. You know, in the end, it comes down, you know, it always comes, seems to always come down to money, (laughs) unfortunately. Um, And if you put the money behind it, that's motivation to build it. Um, Yeah. Another thing I would say, um, carbon pricing, um, paying for your carbon or fossil fuel emissions. Um, Again, if you start taxing or charging companies for, the amount of carbon dioxide they emit, that's pretty big motivation to stop. Um, You know, money is often (laughs) an underlying factor. You ask most of our students why they work, why they're working three part-time jobs and (laughs) it's money. They need to pay for it. (laughs) Yeah. So governments should uh, really um, start trying to sort of hit the profits of, of companies uh, who behave sort of uh, badly in an environmental way? So to try and get them to to be a bit more um, environmentally friendly. Yeah, I think if there's a financial penalty, um, you, it's a lot easier to get people to fall in line and to actually do something. Um, yeah. To reduce their carbon footprint. Yeah, I I think I definitely agree with that. So we we need a we need a two fronted attack really. We we need the <laughs> At the personal level, we, we need to do what we can to not use plastic bags, recycle, sure. do all those kind of things. But then on the government level, 
Uh, we need the government to to try and sort of force companies to act in a more environmentally uh, sound way. Okay, so we've got the sort of two two sides of the coin. Hopefully, they'll lead to better weather and uh, possibly more barbecues in the UK in the future. <laughs> fewer fewer typhoons in Japan. <laughs> yeah, fewer typhoons and hit and heat waves in Japan. <laughs> Okay, that's, I think that's great for today. Thank you very much for coming on, Eric, and thanks for talking to us. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, have a, well, have a nice day. Thank you. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you for listening to the Collabo podcast. Please tune in next time.